It's time. Roll for initiative. All right. So, what do you do? Hey, welcome to Tabletop 101. I'm your host, Caleb, and with me is my co-host, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Hey, and today we're going to be talking about Player 101, basically an introduction to being a player and why you should try Tabletop Gaming if you've never given it a shot before. Yeah, so <clears throat> let's assume that like you've not played in a role-playing game before of any sort, right? And we're trying to pitch it to you, right? So reasons to be a player in a game. Um, what, what, if I were to come to you and ask you, why, why would I play a game? What would you, what would you tell me? So first advice? off, games are fun. They are. That's just it's good. in the name game. It, you it's know? great role playing game. But beyond that, I would say it allows people to experience a different type of fantasy, kind of capture some of that creative imagination we all had as children, mm-hmm. um, be able to play those games where we all, uh, you know, made up and we sword fought with sticks outside, or we had lightsaber battles with you know wooden sticks we found and <laughs> everything and. Those creative games we did and uh, that were imagination based when we were children, yeah. I think it allows us to recapture some of those magic. Right, like I always tell people, like if your favorite kind of video game is the video game where you can make your own character, like those role playing games like Skyrim or I don't know the other Skyrim game, Mario. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> if you like games with like cool character creations, like like Dark Souls or Elden Ring, and you like making your own character and in your head telling your own story, well, tabletop role playing games let you not only make your own character, but actually get to do whatever you want with their story outside of whatever limitation you would normally get with a video game. You can tell these really cool stories with your friends, express these characters that you make in really cool and unique ways, and well, I mean like. The, the, the amount of freedom you get is just just unparalleled. Absolutely. It also, I think, allows us to be able to explore aspects not only of ourselves but of different kind of personalities yeah. maybe that we're curious about. Um, I think that, like, for example, I have portrayed a character who was of not my gender. Yeah. And it was in a unique experience of, like, trying to kind of see things from that completely different perspective that i'm not used to mm-hmm. and so i actually was talking to uh some of my female friends and everything about that and about that character how could i best kind of bring that energy to the table and kind of embody that character and i thought that was a really fun unique experience for me as well yeah but it's it's a unique way of being able to kind of just see things from a different perspective sometimes that maybe you wouldn't normally have been able to right whether if you want to play like the idealized version of yourself or something that you want to be, but due to whatever reasons aren't, you know? Ah, yes, me without glasses. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, tabletop role-playing games are the best. I mean, you can, in Dungeons & Dragons, you can recover from any injury after a good night of rest. You have money, you have friends. I mean, it's nothing like the real me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The eight hours of sleep that's mandatory in tabletop gaming. Oh. (laughs) I wish... Uh, but yeah but enough fantasy (laughs) yeah so there's tons of reasons to play role-playing games pick your poison now you know you want to play a game but let's say if you don't have like a group of friends how do you find people to play with right 
Like, so, obviously, if you have friends, you play with them. But let's say if you don't, right? Well, yeah. I mean, assuming your friends want to play with you. But yeah. um, assuming you don't have friends or you don't have friends who want to play tabletop games with you, mm-hmm. there are a number of different ways you can find people to play. Uh, go to your local game stores, game shops, and card games and stuff like that. You can find people there who have similar interests. Um, you can find people, I'm going to say it, on the internet. The internet is not crazy and full, well, no, it is crazy and full yeah. of chaos, but it's not the weird place that it was back in the day. It's, well, there's now so many different websites and tools on the internet to be able to find people of like-minded interest mm-hmm. and even be able to play it online from the safety of your own home. Yeah, you know, servers like 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 Discord, Facebook communities. Um, I, I hear that there's even this company kickstarting this uh, this Facebook of role playing game players. I have heard about that, which is awesome. And there's all these different programs where you can play games online with like video uh, software and like 3D maps. Um, I I met one of my first groups at a university. Uh, like like club clubhouse they had like all these different club activities for like movie nights and game nights and i saw one for role-playing game nights and i showed up and well you know here i am now being a nerd who's gm'd for 10 years straight <laughs> um i actually met one of my former groups i played with for a couple of years through reddit of all places uh there was a subreddit that was looking for groups and i was able to find a group with them and it was a lot of fun i still talk to a couple of those people today and it's been years and years at this point. Nice. So there's all sorts of different ways you can find it, even unlikely sources. Um, yeah. You talked about your your first time getting into tabletop gaming. Mm. My first experience of tabletop gaming was actually my older sister's boyfriend at the time. Okay. Um, still keep in touch with the guy occasionally. No, they are not an item anymore. But he and I still talk tabletop gaming occasionally, honestly, because nice. it was a super cool experience that revolutionized my life. I like it. And... I'm gonna I'm gonna break my own my own uh, uh, rule earlier. You know, if you, if you don't have any friends, let's say if maybe you don't know anyone that plays role playing games, you know, ask right. Like maybe maybe your family members, significant other is really big on games. Maybe your coworkers at work or your friends at school either could secretly be into role playing games but haven't quite expressed that part of them, you know, to you yet, or might be interested in trying with you, you know. So if you 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 work at a, I don't know, a KFC flipping KFC burgers, um don't look at me like that. <laughs> you're flipping KFC burgers and you're like, "Hey, hey Jeff, you ever heard of the Dungeons and Dragons? I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. We can play elves. It's like what we do in this job, you know, we're stabbing chickens and eating them." but like in a role-playing game setting. And you can like get your buddies into playing some amateur role-playing hour together. And, you know, sometimes it's fun that way. I mean, it works. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing elves now stabbing chickens. I can't get off the image in my head. <laughs> uh, so you find some people to play with, right? You're getting ready for your first session. Um, maybe, you know, you're going to like, to meet some some folks at a club or you know you're invited to a friend's house whatever it is right oh my god the stress is building what do you do before you go to that first session so one of the things i like to do before i go to a session as a player is get inspiration um and so if it's you know if it's like a fantasy themed game kind of thing maybe i'll watch lord of the rings beforehand yeah or maybe i'll watch you know uh topical things such as the new ring of power series that's coming out for Lord of the rings totally not an advertisement 
Yeah, that'll be great. Please give us money. <laughs> well, right, like you're you're gonna you're gonna play a game of like stars without numbers, so you watch Firefly, whatever kind of media gets Absolutely. you hyped up for telling those stories, and that also for me helps of kind. Of, of understanding the fiction and the characters like man what kind of space cowboy do i want to play as right so i watched cowboy bebop and i thought, thought to myself oh man well, i want to play someone like spike spike kind of talks like this and acts like this i'm going to make a character like spike now i know that might be kind of lazy kind of copying a character from media and making them my own but if it's your first time i mean you got to start somewhere you know there's also a big difference between copying a character and taking inspiration from a character. You Definitely. want to play a character like him, not necessarily him. Yeah, like my Spike's my spikes female, and uh, she's a <laughs> drug addict or whatever. I mean, yeah. yeah the, caffeine, it's a dangerous drug. The one important thing I would mention with that is when you're drawing that inspiration from media, or when you're getting hyped up because of that media and everything, mm-hmm. don't necessarily hold the game itself to that standard, or necessarily to that exact to the fiction. Yeah. Um don't go in with this expectation after watching Lord of the Rings that, ah, uh, yes, all elves have to talk very proper and high, and all dwarves have to talk with a, what is it, Scottish accent, roughly? I, I don't know. It is something. But, like, don't go in with that expectation. You might come in and be like, ah, yes, here is a dwarf character mm-hmm. who speaks like an Australian, and it's like, oh, that's interesting that's you know it, it's well they how they want to play their character well yeah and like and, and the cool thing again is like everyone can portray their own fiction and fantasy differently from each other but i think it gives you a nice starting point to kind Absolutely. of like understand the media you're working with um i think if you have the opportunity to do i'd recommend reading the book like if, if most role-playing games have books associated yes. with the rules sometimes there's multiple books and sometimes they're very thick and detailed books i would ask whoever's running the game what of this book do i need to know and maybe they'll say well hey read this section on creating your character and read the section on magic because you're playing a magic wizard or something um it's good to ask questions right because you can't know everything without knowing every table of players is different i always ask questions and kind of base myself on that so, like, if you were playing in my game, I would say, here, you know, read all 17 of these books, and I'd be a real jerk about it. But some GMs might be a little bit nicer about it, you know, and be like, you're good. I mean, yeah. Like homework. You, you, sometimes you're like, it's just, you also got to be careful with reading the book sometimes, yeah. too, because sometimes you can read, like, don't read the GM section of books. Why? If you're If you're the player, don't necessarily read the GM section of the books, because it's it might give stuff away that like you don't need to know it's gonna give you unnecessary stuff that you like you don't have to keep track of and everything sometimes if it's an important aspect of the game for the gm to know mm. chances are they'll explain what's happening to you if it's your first time playing as yeah. well well especially because these books have a lot of content in them yes i some games will specifically tell you like if you're a player don't read past because there's secrets and we don't want the players to know how this evil demon works in our game or whatever um but sometimes it's pretty open and it's kind of cool to get to know some of these other detailed mechanics later on but especially if you're just getting dipping your toes wet don't you don't want to drown you know you don't want to get too deep so yeah flip through the book get a feeling for it ask questions um and make your character (laughs) yeah and once once you're feeling comfortable with the game and you're heading to that session i think there's a number of different things you should probably be bringing to that first session yeah uh Number one is something, some type of writing utensil, pen, pencil. If it's a crayon, that I mean, it's technically still a writing utensil, not a great one, but it's technically still works. Going to recommend something you can erase. Yes. Pencils tend to be fantastic for this. 
the second thing I would always recommend bringing is scratch paper of some kind, something you can write on. Notes. Um, I would bring preferably like either a notebook or something like that. Very easy to contain your stuff. But if you just bring mm. loose paper, yeah, go for that as well. Mm. What I don't recommend bringing is something that's very distracting. Like um, a comic books or a PS Vita or yeah, switch whatever's relevant. If you're bringing the script for the entire first episode of Firefly and trying to write on that, that's going to be confusing to a lot of people and probably including yourself. Yeah. So I don't recommend something like that. That's craziness. Yeah. You know, I'm going to recommend, as, as a bit of a sign-up back on the scratch paper, I recommend note cards. Like those little little color note cards. Oh, you those can, are very helpful. Yeah, because I can kind of shuffle through them. I'll put my spells on them. I'll put yes. like pl- up other people's names on them. Um, I love note cards. Um, I, I, also, I use those quite a bit as a GM. <laughs> yeah. I also like snacks. Um, like a thing of potato chips or what. <laughs> Don't. Look, come on. I'm a man who likes to eat. I constantly bring snacks to my games because I always feel bad about eating other people's food. So I always have a little something and occasionally share it. Because uh, you don't, you know, like maybe maybe you don't get a good chance to stop and eat. So like have some potato chips if it's uh, if it's allowed. I think checking with your GM or your host is also a very big thing. Yeah. Uh, finding out what you should bring or what you maybe shouldn't bring. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe they are like a they're like, hey, we're going to actually have food prepared. So you don't necessarily mm-hmm. need to bring snacks because we're going to have food there. Or maybe they want you to bring ice for the potato salad. I know how to cook. I, said, you know, I know how to cook, that. Caleb. Yeah. Don't question my logic. <laughs> so, but maybe they, maybe they are like, "Hey, uh, you actually don't even you need to bring a notebook. I'll have a notebook here for yeah. you, or something yeah, like I got, that." I got or a maybe... character pre-made or whatever. Like again, back to like the, the pre- it, mm-hmm. it's always good to ask ahead of time, so you're not Absolutely. over or under preparing and wasting your time. The most important thing in role-playing games is communication. So you want to start strong with that communication. So. I think we're at, we're at, we're at, we're, we are at our first session now, right? You're, you're in the joy of, of that first game, this new experience, sometimes even new people, right? My goodness. Um, I guess one of the first uh, kind of like elephants in the room is like, how do I roleplay my character? So there's, I mean, there's a hundred and thousand different ways to roleplay a character, but I think it, I think one of the major discussions boils down to first person versus third person would you would you like to do the examples really quick here of first person yeah so like first person is like like halo or call of duty and okay no i'm sorry and (laughs) so the first person versus third person is a storytelling perspective so first person would be me describing things like okay so i walk up to you and go hey you what are you looking at you know, and I would speak in my character's voice with very minimal descriptions. Um, while third person would be maybe a little bit more stepped back with like, okay, so I approach the guy behind the counter, lean in, and I ask him what he's doing here. You right. could even go a step further with that and say, uh, I'm playing, let's say I'm playing a character named Ragnar. Yeah. Ragnar approaches you and Ragnar says this and yeah. stuff like that. So distancing yourself a little bit more even from that character kind of thing. Yeah, so it's not not I, it's Ragnar does this. Yeah. So I think in that one, I, I've heard this before, and I don't remember the source. Please don't quote me on this. This is not my original thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I heard this wonderful take on first person versus third person, and that's when you're playing a character that is some version of yourself, it is most comfortable and more often used that first person. I do this. I am doing this. I say this. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're doing that third person, that's playing a character who is 
not yourself. It allows you to distance yourself mentally yeah. a little bit from that character to where that character is making the decisions, not necessarily you. Okay. So so it's it's that uh, Ragnar is making this decision. Ragnar wants to hurt the sheep. Yeah. Caleb doesn't want to hurt the sheep. The <laughs> sheep is a wonderful thing, but Ragnar hates the sheep. Well, Ragnar wants to hurt the sheep. It's nice because you, you can change in and out, kind of through role-playing. You can be like that one parent that like blames their spouse about their kid. Like, oh, do you see what your kid did today? Versus like, oh, yeah, no, our son did good in school or whatever, right? You can shift in and out based on your comfort level. Like, ah, man, I don't want to stab the sheep. Ragnar stabs the sheep. But like, ooh, ooh, this is a good thing. Oh, yeah, no, I go take the money. I want the money. This is for me. Yeah, there's there's no <laughs> rules on that saying you have to do this or have to do that. Can yeah. I, it's entirely whatever's most comfortable for you. And like you mentioned, if you want to shift between them, go for it. Yeah. If you want to shift every other sentence, that's a little bit confusing for people. But, you know, I mean, more power to you. Yeah. But I think my main recommendation is sit back, see what everyone else is doing at the table, and kind of mirror that. You're kind of picking up on their lingo. If everyone is really getting into the acting and get, doing the voices and you're feeling comfortable with it, try it. Maybe if everyone is kind of stepping back with a more kind of miniature board gamey style where they're just like, okay, cool, my wizard goes in here and attacks the orc, you, you know, maybe just kind of try, try that. The, the cool thing is you're not limited by anything and you're not restricted. Once you choose, you can always go back and change it later. Just try everything and see what feels good and keep doing that. I will also quickly mention here as a caveat thing. Just because everybody else at the table is doing the voice doesn't mean you have to do a voice. Like if you if you don't want to, don't feel pressured like you have to. That's one important thing because I've I've seen people get pressured in campaigns of like they have to do a voice. I'm like, no, you yeah. you really don't. Even if you like you if you don't want to do a voice, you don't have to. You can just absolutely talk like yourself. Yeah, it's that simple. That's just how your character talks. Your character doesn't have an accent. I feel like we can do an entire video on, on character yeah, I think, voices. I think we'll have to do another video on yes. character voices at some point. Um, or another podcast, not video. But yes. We'll do a, a soundscape, an extravaganza of, of audio. Ooh. Also known as a podcast. Oh. <laughs> I like um, soundscape better. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess maybe kind of stepping a little bit off here. So. We, we got the first person, third person thing down. What, what else would you want to recommend to our fine viewers about surviving your first session? Um, take notes. Notes. Notes are good. Notes are very down. good. Write if down names of things. I would especially start by writing down the other players' names and their character names. Yep. Um, what I typically like to do, I do this as a DM or as a player, or I'm sorry, GM or as a player, yeah. is I write down the player name, the character name, and then their class as well. So I have a rough idea. Yeah. Or sometimes a descriptor as well, but I, I try and get it so I have a rough idea so I can picture their character. Mm -hmm. If you are playing a uh, barbarian, mm -hmm. I make a note of that because I'm going to act as if you are a barbarian. I'm going to be concerned about you getting angry about things. Yeah. If that's what your character kind of does. So it's a situation where I'm not going to look at you and say, hey, uh, what's up with this magic? Because yeah. my character wouldn't naturally ask the barbarian about magic. I, I like to make, make uh, notes of like hair color and eye color, but I, I take too many notes when it comes to that. <laughs> so I think, I think writing down some basic information like that, paying attention to the DM when they're giving descriptions or GM when they're giving descriptions yep. on things. 
I think that's an important thing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And as far as other general tips, just try not to be distracted. Yeah, Um, stay focused, ask questions, can make decisions based on the answers and try to have fun and don't step on anyone's feet as much as you can. And I think it's just uh, finding that comfort level, really. Mm -hmm. Just find what you're comfortable with, find what they're comfortable with and kind of just ride that balance. Oh, and most importantly, have fun. Yes. Always have fun. That's why we're here. So to kind of recap what we've been talking about here today, uh, first off, you should try role-playing games because they're a lot of fun and allows you to tell uh, stories that you want to tell and you kind of have that more freedom with it. Yeah, definitely. And like, just, 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 just ask. You know, Everyone always has awesome role-playing game stories to share, you know? And when you're looking for that group, first off, try people you know with friends, family, uh, then if you can't find anybody there, there's all sorts of groups online or local groups that you can get a hold of and be able to play with them. Yeah, definitely. Just Again, just, just find people, ask questions, and see what they're interested in playing with you, you know? When you're preparing for that first session, read over the material that your game master recommends you read over, as well as kind of draw inspiration from different forms of media. And if you're not sure what to do, just uh, reach out to your GM and ask some questions. Once you get to that first session... Uh, figure out if you kind of want to do that first person or third person perspective and how you want to try and role play your character. Look around and see what everybody else is doing. Kind of go with it based on that a little bit as well. And, you know, kind of just be flexible with it as well. Yeah, and if you're not sure to do, you guessed it. Ask a few questions and use the answers. And I think most importantly, the biggest thing we touched on tonight was... Uh, asking questions? No, having fun. Having what? fun. Wait. Why? Because that's what role-playing games are all about, is just having a good time with friends and having fun. But what if you really like questions? Then I suppose that's a way to have fun, too. My mommy used to read me 20 questions before going to bed every night. It was great. And with that, we've been Tabletown 101. (laughs) Bye. I've been Caleb. This has been Mike. (laughs) Bye. Bye.